Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a best-selling author, self-made millionaire, top recruiter, network marketing coach, and branding ninja on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Join us as we dive into the action-oriented strategies that are gonna allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Alicia Wish, and I'm a coach with the Gold Digger Girl, and I just love to help mompreneurs show up authentically online so that they can change the world. I'd love for you to join us for our next free five-day challenge. Click the link in the comments to join Gold Digging Boss Babes and Gold Diggers of Online Marketing to learn more. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, Gold Digger, welcome back to another episode. This is Kimberly, and I'm super excited to share with you my journey to my first TED Talk and what I learned in the experience, but also just some just some thoughts around it. And uh, just a lot of you asked me and messaged me, so I thought it'd be really cool to share that with you. First, a listener review it comes from Lauren Martin Martins. Lauren says, I'm a total fangirl of Kim. She's overcome so much and shared knowledge for free that will get your business growing and making money. Thanks so much for helping me overcome my anxiety of getting out of my comfort zone and kicking some booty. I love it, Lauren. That's awesome. And if y'all leave a review, uh, just make sure to tag me so that way I can um, connect with you on on that. Thank you. So appreciate it. So the TED Talk. I, you know, when I, I did my vision, I updated my vision board last year, so not 2020, but 2019, I made a vision wall actually. So the way my office was, I had paper roll all the way along the whole back. It was like a brick wall. Some of you probably recall that brick wall. And I used half of it to make a vision wall because a vision board, because why not, right? There's so much space. So I was grabbing images, printing things off, and one of them was a TED Talk. So you know, I cut my face out and put it on the person that was standing on the stage. And I remember when I did it, I thought, well, like, I don't know, it was just this feeling like I had to be this like professor at a university or a lawyer. I don't know. There's just this feeling around it. Like it was very like out of my reach, but just like what a vision board's for, you still should put stuff on there that you, you don't know how, you don't know when, but it's just a goal, a dream that you have. So I put it on there. Well, when I was talking to my friend, Christina Whiteley, she said um, she could connect me with some uh, some people that that's what they do. They actually help you figure out your idea, your pitch, all of that. So we connected last year, but with the pandemic, everything kind of came to a halt. So I just said, let's circle back later. And honestly, it was, it was just so much growth last year in my business. It wasn't the right time. So I reached back out, I want to say January and of 2021, and I just said, hey, I'd like to book a call to find out more. So Taylor Conroy and his team, that's what they do. I can't remember the name of, of their whole thing, but I can connect you all if you, if you need to. Just send me a message on Instagram. Uh, the Gold Digger, Girl, Gold Digger Girl, shoot me a DM and just say, hey, I want to get connected with your TED, TED Talk people, and I'll, I'll get you connected via email. So anyways, I reached back out and set up a call and he said, oh yeah, there's not a lot of in-person right now, obviously, because of the pandemic, but there's a ton of virtual, like there are TED Talk talk events happening everywhere still. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. Like, let's do this. Because that's even, to me, that's what I do. I mean, that's my whole point of being on social media is that I'm not traveling. People don't have to travel. Like, that's who I am. 
So I did the call and I was like, yep, I'm in, like, let's do this. So I moved through their process and what they literally do, and this is so important, you're, it's so crazy to me, but when someone says, what would you like to share? (laughs) What message would you like to share? And you know, 12 to 18 minutes, it's really hard to pick something. It's not only hard to pick something to say you're worthy of sharing that idea, which gets into the self-worth, right? And the imposter syndrome and all the things I shared with you at the beginning. But you also think, oh my gosh, I have 12 to eight minutes to share an idea or a message, but which one? There's so many things that you guys know I'm passionate about. So what was so magical is that you actually work with different people on their team and so they have different roles. So one of them, you get to just kind of word vomit, like share your story. And what ideas do you have? And then they clarify and they ask questions and then they present to you, okay, based on everything that you've said, this is what we think, you know, this sounds like your idea. So you obviously give them feedback. And so through that process, I figured out social media kept coming up, but I'm like, that's not, that's not, you know, edgy enough for a TED talk. Like what about social media? So eventually through everything, I really got clear on the way we're using it now isn't working because I had just watched The Social Dilemma at the same time, which is so crazy. And that, if you haven't watched it, watch that documentary and it'll make more sense. But the research, if you go in, in search, uh, you know, negative results, negative side effects or consequences of social media use, look at all the research. I mean, I'm talking like professors, PhDs, people who do like case studies and all that published published journals and all the real legit stuff. I'm I'm telling you, it's endless the amount of studies have been done on this. So I was like, oh, okay, there is a real problem. So I decided to share a message around how we can change that, how I really truly believe, and I I hope that you know this by now, but I believe it in my core, and I think that's why I've gravitated towards social media when I first got on, because I, I was not on at all, and then I was, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And people always say to me, I had to take a break from social media for 30 days. And I'm thinking, what? Like, I don't ever take a break from it. And I'm not on it a lot, but I love it. Like, I never feel like burnt out by it. I don't feel icky. I don't feel like I'm going down the scroll, like just scrolling endlessly. So I really, truly believe that the way we're doing is wrong if you're feeling that way. So I'm really passionate about let's change how social media is being used and let's be genuine and authentic. Like, let's just be ourselves, right? And you probably, if you followed me at all for any length of time, you're probably drawn to me because you feel like you know me. Like, okay, there's no filter with her. What you see is what you get. Like, I see, you know what I mean? And so that's what I realized is what I wanted to share for my message. So this is what's so cool. They actually help you, and I'm not trying to sell you guys on them. I just wanted to share my journey because it sounds a little bit like, really, you booked a TED Talk in 30 days, but, but I really did. So what they do is the application process is really extensive and they all of these independent organizers have to follow the TED, TEDx rules. There's TEDx and there's TED Talks. They're a little bit different, but they have to follow all their rules and they're really strict. So on the application, there's like 20 questions. You know, what makes this different? What, what will happen if people don't take action on your idea? Like all these questions you had to submit. And actually, I didn't, I don't think I had to do a video at first. I think that was part of the application process or the second stage. I can't remember now, it's all a blur, but either way. So they actually help you figure out what that looks like and then they start, they'll, they'll apply on your behalf and then you can apply. So the third application was uh, University of Surrey, which is outside of London in the UK. And they replied back and they said they wanted to see a longer video. So I did that and you basically have to 
like give your snippet, kind of a summary of your of your talk. And that was a bit nerve wracking because it's recorded and you know me, I love live and I love just, you know, interacting with you guys. And I submitted that and then they said that they really liked it and they, I was one of the final candidates and they wanted to see an outline of the whole talk. And this is the best part. This whole time, there was no talk. There was no thing I had already made. Like I literally had this idea. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> like, I just, my brain is like how this is crazy that this, this happened so fast, but it goes to show the power of visualization and manifestation and just allowing things to happen and unfold in a wonderful way. So then they said, okay, we've decided we would like you to speak. Now we need a PowerPoint. Now we need you to transcribe it. Oh, and it's in 10 days. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, so I already have so much on my plate that's already like predetermined. Like I can't like not be a mom. But anyways, I figured it out and you know, lots of you knew about it and were lifting me up in prayer. So I appreciate that, but I was able to get through it. And so this is what was so interesting. A couple of things. One, I actually felt like it wasn't a real TED talk for a, for a minute because it was virtual and I wasn't on a stage. So I actually, when I found out I got chosen, I actually went to my church and asked if I could do it there. And they said, yeah, absolutely. So I was coordinating with a friend that does video. He looked at everything. He's like, okay. And then they're like, okay, we need the PowerPoint. You have to do this and this. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like if I'm sitting here in front of all these people virtually, and this is going to turn into a TED talk recording, I cannot be fumbling around trying to find the PowerPoint clicker. You know what I mean? Like this is not the time to be stressed out when you're about to do something you've never done before. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it in my office. And so I asked them and they said, most of the people were just doing it in their home offices. So I was like, you know what? It's still a real Ted talk. It is just a virtual one. Like there's, it's just funny how we tell ourselves these stories that you know, it's not real or, oh, I guess I wasn't good enough for a real TED talk on a stage. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting, that that revelation. And I wanted to be honest and transparent and share that with you. Also, I worked with uh, Amy Mutwill. She's my voice coach. And that was very helpful because you do have to, you it's different. You're not just like going live like, oh guys, I'm so excited to talk to you about Instagram. It's not like that. You have to slow down a bit. You have to pause. You have to really like have emotion. You have to kind of pull people in, get a little quiet, you know, really, you know, speak up a bit to hit home on a point, all of that. So I worked with Amy uh, and that was so, so helpful. She really knew so much with her background and it really calmed my nerves a lot because it happened so fast, like I said. The other thing I would say is I haven't felt... I felt, so especially the rehearsal because I didn't I didn't know these people like there there wasn't warmth in the communication with them it's I don't know if it's you know a different country a different just it was just different and there wasn't warmth there so I didn't feel that like okay it's gonna be alright you know what I mean and I felt a lot of it was not anxiety I think it was just flat out like nerves yeah I felt very nervous very very nervous and I've been on TV like a hundred times. And right before I go on, I always get super nervous right before, but then I'm fine. This was different. Like this kind of kind of kept going a little bit there. So what I realized is that it's been a while since I felt that nervous. And so it, it's just a reminder that we do need to get ourselves in situations like that so we can learn how to cope better, but also acknowledge that's because I'm growing. Like that is the uncomfortableness was because I was growing as a person and stepping into a different level of speaking presentation, you know, all the technical stuff <laughs> that goes with using someone else's platform. And it was, it was just kind of crazy. So 
overall the talk went great uh, there was a little bit of a glitch at the beginning but the great thing is is um they uh, they pulled the recording after and they added everything and it, it was great so i was really happy with how it turned out felt amazing afterwards that i'd done it and i'm excited to do another one um, i definitely want to apply again down the road not right now <laughs> we're gonna take a minute and pause here but i just want to encourage you whatever it is that you think is a little bit far-fetching and you've put it on your vision board and you're like, ah, eh, whatever, I'll just put it on there. You know, build that dream home, write the book, quit your job, <clears throat> you know, travel, whatever it is. You just never know. You just never know. You really, really want to look at this world with joyful expectation and just being so grateful for what you do have. That way, when these blessings come, you're like, yes, yes. I receive, I, I receive this, I, I welcome this, I'm excited to see what's right around the corner. And when you have that vibe around it, you're more likely to have that kind of stuff happen to you. If you're not, you really do need to look in the mirror. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you for being, just, I just can, I can imagine you listening on the other side of this, you know, and I just, I love that. I, I love feeling like, um, I don't know, I just love being able to feel, share my heart with you. So it's been a bit emotional and I am recording this right after I did it. It was yesterday. So I'm feeling a bit of emotional, some emotions right now because it was so much, but <laughs> I'm very grateful overall. So thank you for your support. I hope that you want to do a TED talk one day. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you do want to get connected to the team that I worked with. And also, um, please uh, uh, download this. If you subscribe and download it, I guess that's better for the podcast. I don't know. But we are top rated in uh, United States. Uh, United States, Canada, the UK, I think France or some other countries in Europe, top 50 in marketing. I think we've hit like top 20, top 15, which is cool. So thank you for your support. Put this in your stories, letting me know that you've listened to it. Tag me at the Gold Digger Girl so I can give you a shout out. And thank you again for listening. Until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. This episode was brought to you by The Gold Digger Girl, the program that teaches you how to build the six-figure foundation for your business. If you want support from an experienced coach that's become a self-made millionaire, recently recognized as the number two recruiter globally in her network marketing company, she's helped countless others scale their online business and create simple systems that duplicate, all you have to do is email support over at The Gold Digger Girl. You'll see the option in the menu tab so we can find out best how to support you on your entrepreneurial journey.